The year was 2018. Glenn said to Shelby, Hey, let's start a podcast. How hard can it be? When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Our amazing producer, Madge, joins us to reveal himself and describe why he left a woke Hollywood studio to move to a red state. He also talks about how you can start a podcast. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. So, Glenn, I forgot to tell you. So yesterday, I'm out on our very lovely property, bushwhacking in some woods. And as everyone knows, we have a really beautiful creek that runs through our property. So I'm sitting on the edge of the creek with my feet in the water, a little cold. And I'm thinking to myself, this is crystal clear, beautiful water. It seems like you could just you drink could it. You could drink it. And you and I know, don't do it. Do not stick your face in there and start drinking. You need to have water filtration, even for natural, beautiful water. And the best place to check out for water filtration is Pro One Water Filters. I encourage you to go over to our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates and you will find Pro One there. They specialize in kind of your countertop tanks as well as whole home water filters as well as camping filters so that if I had taken one of their little filters out there in the woods with me, I could have drank such beautiful clean water top 100 items that disappear first this is a list from bosnia survivors it is available on our website prepping2-0.com under top 100 list of things number 23 and this will surprise you cough drops i can imagine why it is on there people will have more coughs and colds and you can't sleep with cough drops and normally you can just go to the drugstore and get some more but not in a setting like we're talking about here. Shelby, do you have any thoughts on cough drops? You've heard our recent shows and you've heard me kind of talk it up. Natural remedies. Go out there into YouTube land and search engine land. You can make your own natural remedies, cough drops or gummies. Encourage you to think about doing that and having that skill set so that you can make a natural cold remedy in case you go to the drugstore and can't find cough drops or they're cost prohibitive. I remember, gosh, Glenn, two, three, four years ago, you could go and buy a bag of cough drops for a buck. Thanks, Biden. They're now about five bucks. Thanks, Biden. So there's an economical reason and a skill set reason to check this off to your list. Here's what you missed from a recent after show if you're not a Patreon. You feel better. And you feel better in so many ways, just general feeling better. It's hard to describe, but you don't feel bad. I mean, you don't feel like you're in this sugar cycle of eating sugar. Yeah, this cloud. I mean, it clears your thinking. That's a really good point. Getting sugar out of your system is very clarifying. Patreon's got all of this and a whole lot more. Let's get into it. He's interesting. He's making the move from a blue state to a red state. He's able to help you start your own podcast. He's our producer. Everyone, welcome Madge, who will be revealing him or herself. Him or herself. Uh, today, I'm identifying as a man. Oh, so. that's so spectacular. That makes us feel so much better. Great. Thank you. Mark it on the calendar. But I've only been t- identifying as a man since I turned like 17. Before that, I was a boy. So. Well, okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Tell folks who you are. My name is Andy Waits, and I've been working in uh, media since I was 17 years old. Started working in 1980, so do the math. I'm like 60 years old now. Been doing this for a while, Glenn and Shelby. Thank you for having me on the show, by the way. What a lot of fun. It is cool because we thought about this. First of all, you have a reason for coming out, which we'll talk about in a moment. But we thought our listeners, they feel like they know us because they do, because we lay it all out on the line. We just completely, you know, we say it all, we do it all. People feel like they know us. And Part of the show, a good chunk of the show, is your production, which we'll talk about in a moment and how you do it and why you do it. But we thought that since you are effectively the third member of the show, people would want to meet you. So I'm very glad you could be available. So thank you for being on the show. What a lot of fun. Normally, I mean, I've been a disc jockey, like I said, since uh, 1980 and... uh, 
loaded up the metal Conestoga wagon, went back and forth. We call that a U-Haul, you know, uh, back and forth across the country several different times and wound up uh, doing a network show in Los Angeles for about 11 years, uh, playing country music and saying ostensibly funny things and interviewing people and like that. So it's been a lot of fun. Did some TV things as well. You mentioned country music and all of that and interviewing people. Have you met some cool people? And the reason I ask you this is in a show, we mentioned that we were going to a Marty Stewart concert and he's a country music guy. And immediately on my phone came a text from you with a picture of you and Marty Stewart. So I'm going to conclude you've met some cool people. So why don't you tell us about some cool people you've met and some things you took away from some of them that are particularly interesting? Let's see a couple of them that uh, might be fascinating. Kenny Chesney. He was putting out his greatest hits album, and it happened to be on my oldest daughter's 10th birthday. I brought her into the studio so she could kind of see what it is dad does. I brought the kids in on occasion just so they could watch me work and have fun and that kind of thing. And especially on their birthday, it was just a a special treat for them. But that day, Kenny Chesney was coming in. He sang happy birthday to her. Oh, cool. So that was kind of fun. He seems like a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but I upset him like a year later. He came in to do another interview, and it was before he revealed really that he's bald to people, and he wore a ball cap all the time. And I said, hey, man, take off that ball cap. And he took it off, and then I said, oh, put that back on. (laughs) And he just, he looked like a whipped puppy all of a sudden, and he clammed up, and the interview didn't go so well after that. And then he went in and talked to my boss and said, He didn't really care for me that much, and we had issues after that point. Oh, my goodness. Anyone else? When Lone Star came into the studio, it was after John Rich had left the band, and we were talking about this and talking about that, and Big and Rich had just started doing their thing at that point, and I was asking them, okay, so all of you guys are in a bar room, and all of a sudden a brawl breaks out. Who gets to walk away? Who's the last man standing? And they looked at me like I had passed gas. It was just something else. It was very scary. I thought they thought I was setting them up because apparently there were bad feelings between them and John Rich. And I didn't know that. And so they, too, complained to the network uh, vice president who happened to be on site that day. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, we were talking about studios and big stars and all of this. (laughs) Um, And in contrast to us. Right. Um, No, I'm kidding. But. um, (laughs) Tell us about your last employer, and I'll let you describe it any way you want to. Sure. Up until recently, I was on the creator content team with Spotify, which is, you know, it's a dream gig. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, things change, and their whole direction changed. I noticed whenever, at the beginning of this year, um, they released the head of content, Don Ostroff, who's just brilliant. And when she left, I went, uh-oh. And then my boss left, and I'm like, uh-oh, we're adrift. There's nobody actually with their hands on the wheel. And so for a few months, I didn't really do a whole lot of work. They kept sending me checks, and we're all meeting once a week and looking at each other and going, so no any good knock-knock jokes? Uh, basically, that was the, the gist of our meetings. And what happened was eventually they did pull the plug on our entire division and let go of 200 people. And I happen to be the one of the lucky lottery winners. Wow. Wow. So before yeah. you take that story any further, I want to jump in and give a great shout out to our awesome sponsors over here, Prepping 2.0, Survival Garden Seeds. Folks, you can still plant a garden this summer. Go check them out, as well as all of our sponsors at Prepping2-0.com. Katie Armour stands for Come and Take It Armour. Backwoods Home Magazine. It's a great repository of all good things, homesteading and prepping. New Man of Foods. Minutemen Coffee. Hmm. I might be powered by that today. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. EMP Shield. I'm bathing in it right now. (laughs) Good for Madge. Soaking in it right now. See, it's a 70s reference. (laughs) Thank you. you. That was good stuff. I love it. Everyone over 45 knows that reference. And Gibbs Firearms. We love all of our sponsors and we appreciate all of their support. Back to Spotify. Uh, What are some productions that you worked on at Spotify? I think people will be impressed ton of true crime podcasts. I did everything from assassinations to villains, and apparently that's the biggest uh, category, and some of that stuff creeped me out, to be frank with you. <laughs> but, uh, oh, just mind-blowing. But it's the biggest category there is. I was blessed to be able to do uh, narration and edit about 80% of it myself, The Daily Bible. We turned it into mm-hmm. um, a podcast, 365 episodes, where you can get through the entire Bible in one year. 
And so can I good. just give a personal plug for that? Shelby and I have listened to that. It is stunning. It is amazing. Most of our listeners are big fans of the Bible. And I really highly commend the Daily Bible to you, the listener, because it's fantastic. The production quality. And you know what's cool? I just realized this. If you're a Prepping 2.0 listener, and you are because you're listening to this, you're going to hear Andy's voice read the Bible and you'll say, I know that guy. He's the same Prepping 2.0 guy. And of course, in a contest between what's more important, the Bible or this podcast, no contest. We all know that. So anyway, I really <laughs> commend that to folks because it is really good. A good narrator, and I had this conversation on the air with my audiobook narrator, Kevin Pierce, and I made the point, and you can't realize it until you experience it. I didn't understand my own life story as well as I did when Kevin Pierce read it because the way he used inflection added meaning to things. And Andy is in the same category. The Bible will be more impactful when you listen to Andy narrate it. So that's a high compliment, but very intentional. So thank you for doing that at Spotify. Well, that's very kind of you to say that. Thank you for saying that. My whole goal in that is to help people understand because a lot of times they don't have the benefit of the text in front of them. And so if I can say it in a way that they can apprehend what these things mean, and it's the King James Version, it can be cumbersome to begin with. So I had to wrap my head around what it meant. And so it was a great thing for me to be able to do for myself and also for my producers who were in Los Angeles in my headphones while I'm doing it in my home studio here in Little Beach Town in Southern California on the coast. I had an opportunity to explain these various passages to people that didn't know the Bible at all. And that was, it gives me tingles to think about it. That's, you know, being a, a tool in God's hand, which is what I want to be. Exactly. Well, thank you for that. And we're going to mention something that we're going to talk about more in the after show, and that is the blue to red topic. You're going to be moving <clears throat> from a blue state to a red state, and we'll have you tell Patreons in the after show all about this. It's an amazing <clears throat> story. I wanted to have you walk folks through how this show is produced, the behind the scenes about how the show is done, because they will be surprised at how much is involved in this. Well, first we sacrifice a gopher at midnight, then we drink his blood from a silver chalice. No, I'm joking. That's not, not true at this all. This isn't a true crime um, podcast. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, we do the Bible stuff, not the uh, pagan thing. So you record your show typically on a Saturday, and then you upload it to uh, Dropbox, and then I download it and take the various pieces. I listen through it. I do all of the conditioning of the voice tracks themselves, and then I produce the beginning of the show, that open that you hear that has a little piece from inside the show. And then I go through it and listen for ums and uhs and that kind of stuff where Thank we you. begin a topic or, you, you, well, sure, that comes along with the paycheck. <laughs> and so <laughs> I um, take that stuff out and make it sound more coherent, if you will, just clearer and cleaner, because that can be fatiguing to hear somebody do that. It makes the show more interesting and more edgy. And then I think about what the pieces are that might enhance what it is you're saying. Use maybe musical pieces, or there might be a drop in here and there. Not too many, because you, really the topic of the show being prepping, it's a very serious topic. It's a very important thing. It's important to me. It's important to the people who are listening, and that's what they want. It's good to be entertaining, but you don't want to take that over the top. And so I want to do just enough to make it spicy, but not so much that it's distasteful. And then I uh, mix the entire thing out and uh, distribute it to the various channels where it goes. Thank you so much for taking out the ums and ahs, because you mm -hmm. make us sound fabulous. And we had this conversation <laughs> last weekend, actually. We got done recording the show and we said... <laughs> I'm not sure that we sounded super awesome because there was a flub on my part involved a timer because everything's And timed. there was like this 10 minute gap of, oh crud, yeah, uh oh. Yeah, and so <laughs> uh, you corrected it and then we had a conversation where we told you, because it's true, we will think we kind of did an okay job. Content wise, it's fine, but delivery wise, it's not perfect. And then we hear the final version and we think we're amazing. Because you make us sound amazing, even though we're not. So thank you. And the listeners, thank you, too. So let me give oh. a little bit of history here. <laughs> Let's go back in time. When we first started the show, we joke about this. We were using gamer headphones on laptops in our living room, which is a big, spacious room that was super echoey. 
I want them to know what quality of production you bring to us. So we had a producer in the beginning. He was a radio guy, too. Fantastic guy. Andy knows who he is. And he would basically put a bumper at the beginning and an ending at the end, make the time match up, and boom, send it off. So there wasn't this what Andy just described, the removing of the ahs and ums, the taking out of oopses or whatever, the adding of extra sounds, the smoothing out and all of that. So if you go back to some of, I would say, our first 20 shows, holy buckets. What a difference. (laughs) What a difference. So if you want to hear what Andy brings to the plate... This is what he is. To add to that history, our first producer, he went on to do other things and said to us, I can't do your podcast anymore, but let me introduce you to Andy. And we are so appreciative that Andy has become our producer, as you can imagine. And our first producer, Christian guy, mm-hmm. said, I know a guy, he's a Christian, he might be interested in doing this show. And so once again, the Christian mafia works out pretty well because <laughs> we keep business in the family, if you know what I'm talking about. You just messed up the algorithm. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You mentioned putting a moderate amount of drop-ins, which are like sound effects and things like that. And I want to thank you for keeping it moderate because, first of all, some of it's funny. I know the outtake from the Scotty episode. Scotty said, I have a frog in my throat, and you added a little ribbit from a frog. And that kind of stuff is fun. But you don't overdo it because if you overdo it, it turns into Bear and the Catman 1079 drive time. It becomes like this obnoxious <laughs> creation. Yeah. Right? And so it's a nice balance. And the intros, the outtakes, the after show zinger, as we call it, all these things are complicated and require really good production. And you have helped immensely to teach us how to do this. If listeners have noticed, the quality of this show has improved. It's more organized. It's tighter. We vary the segments we do, and we do all these kinds of things because we get a call every couple months from Andy, and we are learning a bunch. And I have to say that this carries over not only to the podcast, which is what listeners of the podcast care about. Also, the advice you've given helps me with my weekly uh, radio show on KHNC in Colorado, which is at KHNC 1360 AM. It's a Friday morning show. And the skills you've given me have carried over to that. But here's what you may not have understood or appreciated, Andy. And that is Mm -hmm. the skills you've provided in helping me be very succinct and to the point, help me in my law job. Because recently I had a trial and I was able to take surprises and weird testimony And just in a millisecond, break it down and come out with little pithy bullet points. And I think it turned out well for the client. So there's a lot to this. We are vessels. We are here learning things. We are not experts at this by any means. And your coaching has been extremely helpful. And I want to let listeners know about that because listeners are sitting back and saying to themselves, yeah, you know what? I can see what he's talking about. And listeners are silently, you'll never hear them. They're silently thanking you for helping us make this show even better. The content, again, I feel pretty good about. It's the delivery and all the little details and the polishing. Man, you have really helped with that. Well, I appreciate your saying that. Thank you. Yeah, coaching is an important thing. And even at the network level, when I was doing my show on about 100 stations coast to coast, I still had to go meet with my boss occasionally. Now, it was less and less as time went on because, you know, I could teach this stuff. But it's still good to have an extra set of ears on and giving you the opinion of, well, this works, that doesn't work, maybe try that and that kind of thing. And so those are important things. And, of course, you were starting relatively raw because people who haven't done this all their life, as I have, don't have the benefit of all that background. And so I want to bring some of that to bear and help people learn how to get from zero to hero, you know. Excellent. So what are some of the favorite memories you have of the show? What are some things that really stand out? And it can be on any topic. It could be content or style or Glenn and Shelby doing something dumb. What are some takeaways from producing this show? Gosh, you just mentioned really the thing I love the most, which is the coaching part. I mean, I I love getting the show every week and I'll play it on the speakers and sometimes I'll have my window open and my neighbors, I know are hearing it as well as I'm doing the (laughs) editing. And sometimes I wonder, especially if we're talking about guns and things and I live in California, (laughs) what they think about that. But my wife and I both just love you guys and have learned so much from you. So thank you for that. 
We're going to follow up on that when we come into segment two later on. We're going to ask you about prepping and things you've learned. But what are some of the funny things? Because we try really hard to be candid. We try very hard to be funny on this show because nobody else really does it. You know, the topic does not lend itself to a sense of humor. Hey, the electric grid goes down. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's <laughs> Isn't just, that wacky? Yeah, it's wacky. It's just not a thing. So and let me reformulate my question. Tell us about some of the things that we do, in your opinion, make this show a little bit different than others. You kind of nailed it there. You bring a humorous aspect to it, but you said you try really hard to do that. I would disagree. Or maybe if you're trying really hard, it doesn't show you're a professional and you're not showing that because what it comes across as shooting from the hip and doing well with it, you're either a funny person or you're not. And you are. And so if you try to mask that, it's not going to work so well. Perhaps if you try to add it and it's not in you, that too will show. And so those things are important that you just be who you are on the show. And you and Shelby do that so well. Yeah. And as I mentioned, listeners feel like they know us because I think they do. I'm being very sincere in that. I really think they know us. And we find this out when we have Patreons over to our house on Labor Day weekend, which is coming up again. And the after show, you can hear more about that. And they know all about us. They have conversations with us and we may have never met them. Sort of like, you know, Andy, you and I have never met in person. And I feel like I know you. So there's like a personal touch to this show that you can't fake because Shelby and I just do this. We do it for fun. We talk about our lives and how it relates to other stuff and topics that are of interest to people. We just talk and it's turned out really, really well. Well, before we go into the break, I wanted to just give a huge appreciation. I was thinking this when Glenn was asking the question of a great memory I have to give a great memory to Andy here in fall of October, November 2021 Yes, when Mm. we were both sick and you were in the hospital on a ventilator with COVID and Andy and I had a, see, I'm going to get choked up. We had a phone conversation. I'm like, Andy, I don't know what to do here. This is what's happening. And he said, I got it. Let's pick out a couple of shows that we can do best ofs. And Andy, and if you go back and listen, they're all on our website. There's the two shows that he redid. I know one of them was um, Furfall, and I can't remember what the other one was. And at the beginning of each one of those shows, he asked for prayer. Yes. And that went out. So it's funny. When you talk to Glenn, he's like, I don't, I, a thousand, a few thousand people are praying for me. I'm like, no, I know that that went out on the radio waves. You know, I know the networks of people that we put out major prayer requests for. So I have to be so thankful to you, Andy, because you were such a support and help during that time. You're like, we're going to keep going forward. Don't know what's going to happen next because we didn't. We didn't know what was going to happen with you, Glenn. But he was committed to or appointed forward. We're going to keep going forward until this all shakes out. So I have to give a big thank you to you for that wonderful, godly, prayerful support, Andy. The prayers literally saved my life, and I cannot be more appreciative. So thank you very, very much. Glory to God, and uh, to be used as a tool in his hand is wonderful. And he hears the prayers of his people, and that's no small thing when the one who spoke and created everything, who knows me intimately, knows the far-flung galaxies and my DNA both, allows access to his throne room and inclines his ear to my puny prayer. That's a wonderful thing, and I'm very thankful to him for that. And what a great note to end our first segment on. Folks, join us on the other side of the break for more from Madge, our producer. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 All-in-One Gravity Systems are NSF ANSI 42 Component Certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One Stainless Gravity Systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E. USA.com. Most tested, most trusted. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. 
Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. We're just getting started with our conversation with Madge, the producer. For even more, stick around for the after show if you're a Patreon supporter, and you'll get to hear the lightning round. I want to let folks know about Paul Burke. We're talking today about Andy, the producer, moving from a blue state, California, to a red state. And it seemed like a natural time to bring up the topic of moving from blue states to red states. If the red state you're looking at is Idaho, we have good news for you. That's Paul Burke. He's an Idaho realtor and he specializes in helping folks relocate. He himself relocated from California to Idaho. And you can find out more about him on our website, prepping2-0.com under friends and affiliates. Or you can go directly to his website, which is firstresponserealty.com, powered by Fathom Realty. The Archive Dive. This is where we go back and look at some previous episodes. We have so many new listeners every week that we like to remind folks that there's even more of this. We're on episode 246, for goodness sakes. So you know there's good stuff in the past. Episode 72, which aired in March 2020, was on prisons during an SHTF event, and it was eye-opening. That curled on my hair. I'm telling you what, it was freaky-deaky. It was very enlightening, and there was all kinds of stuff that I kind of thought I knew, but some of it, it turns out I didn't know, and some of it I didn't appreciate it enough. Highly recommend episode 72. The archives are available at prepping2-0.com. There's a little magnifying glass in the upper right corner to search stuff. Just search for the word prison and you'll find it. So I wanted to continue where I left off. We left off. And that was about prepping. Now, sir, are you a prepper? 
Uh, to some extent, I wouldn't say I'm a deep prepper. I'm not a, a 2.0-er, more of a 1.0-er. Yeah, and describe some of the preps you've undertaken currently. I think that list will be expanding once you get into red state, but what do you currently do there in California? Oh, certainly. Well, we think in terms of what might not be available at the stores. We saw during the pandemic how much was not available, how things were going away. And by the way, we've become so reliant upon China at this point for manufacturing everything as all manufacturing has gone overseas. I think pretty soon that a lot of that is going to be cut off. And we saw during the pandemic when the ships weren't even able to come into port, how that stopped things at the stores. The shelves were getting empty and we just don't see that in America. We don't think about that very much. And so we stock up on this and that that has uh, some shelf life and canned things and that kind of stuff. Got some things from New Mana, took care of that. Excellent. And also the number one thing uh, that we took care of, because you can't go long without water, as I talk in the Pro One water commercial, we took care of getting a, and it was before you had Pro One, so I didn't know about their situation, but a big Berkey and several different filters. And we keep that in the garage, actually still in the box, and we would have to condition the filters before we use it. But I wanted to make sure I knew how to use it in case of an emergency, because I don't know if you know this, but California is on shaky ground. You can take that any way you want. Uh, it could be an earthquake or it could be politically shaky. And we also keep uh, several cases of Costco water bottles on hand. I think I have five, six cases like that. Keep one in the trunk of the car all the time. We do a lot of hiking and it's good to have water with us while we're out there on the trail. It's so important. Again, if you don't have water, you're going to die soon. So that's number one on the list. You can go without food for a while. When I was young and literally a starving baby DJ, I did go without food sometimes for several days. I love that you're essentially a prepping 1.0-er. And the reason I love that is, first of all, you have to start somewhere. And second of all, mm -hmm. we never come across on this show, at least I hope we don't, as being all high and mighty and, oh, you've got to have, you know, a ham radio system and you've got to have a million guns and you've got to do all this stuff or you're not a real prepper. We are not like that at all. We simply take prepping 1.0ers and try to get them to the next level of 2.0ers, but we never turn our nose down at 1.0ers. In fact, we encourage, if you're a prepping 1.0er and you have the sort of preps that Andy has, very reasonable preps, we hope that you keep doing what you're doing and you understand it's good that you've done what you've done, but you keep going with it and you get to that next level. So this is really a shout out to prepping 1.0ers like Andy. Well, what have you learned from prepping 2.0? You obviously listen to every show in quite some detail, I may add. So what have you learned from this show? That I'm woefully unprepared. <laughs> 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 and also not to be afraid of taking that leap and going to the next level, which is why we're considering, you know, leaving the state and going somewhere else. Because as I see the situation, I'm not just looking at it uh, myself and uh, paranoidly seeing things from a jaundiced eye point of view. Other people agree and see it from outside the state. And further, your move from Washington to Montana has shown that you see the A-B difference. Uh, it's not just an imagined thing. It's a real palpable thing. And so that's important. That's why we're considering that ourselves. I mean, the decision has been made and people ask us this. So I want to kind of deep dive into this. You're going to leave. Got to leave California. Reasons why will be discussed in the after show. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Do you have an idea of where you're going? Yeah, I was a citizen of another great republic. California, I consider a great republic. It's just infested with liberality. And so we're thinking of Texas. That's where I graduated high school. It's where I began my career. Graduated actually from the school that's in Friday Night Lights, Odessa Permian. Oh, very cool. Oh, wow. And Texas yeah. is a solid state to consider relocating to. We don't talk enough about Texas. We don't. It's not that we don't like Texas. We are Western states people, and that's why we focused on this area. But Texas has got a lot going for it. Well, and I ask you that, Andy, for two reasons. One, we considered Texas because mm -hmm. I, I want people to hear the kind of the stage process that goes with this. And Andy is in it. We are going to leave where we are now. Check. Where are we going? Um, and we have people come to us often and ask, why did you choose Montana over Idaho, Wyoming, all of the others? And um, 
And so you just gave a really good, you chose Texas because you have some roots there. Mm -hmm. You know, in my understanding is you are well aware of how hot it is there in the summer, (laughs) right? I'm also well aware of the drifts of snow that come through Montana in the winter. Yes. How those can last until April. So the place is perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and that's, and Glenn, you bring up a good point, even though I know you're joking, folks, there's no perfection. Texas has its flaws. Montana has its flaws. There's all the flaws. But you're making that decision. So I think that's cool. I wanted to introduce a big topic that I think will be of interest to folks, and that is podcasting of all topics. What is involved in someone starting their own podcast? Because I suspect there are quite a few listeners out there that are thinking, hey, Glenn and Shelby, they're barely functional. If they can do it, why can't I, right? I mean, how hard can it be? (laughs) So tell folks (laughs) what all is involved in someone starting their own podcast. Planning, a lot of planning before you even begin to do the first podcast to think about what it is you're going to do. And is it a viable audience? What is it you hope to accomplish with your podcast? Consider that. Can you get through what Seth Godin calls the dip, which is the part where you're putting in a lot of work and seemingly you're not getting as many listeners as you would want. Can you get through that point and that kind of thing? So there's a a lot to consider just in that aspect of it. And then you have to think about, okay, how are we going to do this? What kind of equipment are we going to use? Where are we going to record it? What are we going to talk about? How do we begin it? How do we end it? What about music? Who's going to edit the thing? Are we going to do it ourselves? There are just a lot of moving parts to doing a podcast, but you shouldn't let that be insurmountable. If you really want to do it, it can be done. And that's the point I wanted you to make, and you made it magnificently well, and that is this is doable. Listen, Shelby and I, we're not rocket surgeons. We... (laughs) We, uh, we're regular people and we do this now. We love doing it and we've put a lot into this podcast. I mean, we physically have a studio. It's a small rented space. Shelby put up sound buffering. She did a lot of research with your help, I may add, in the equipment that was needed. And so I'm not saying it's trivial or whimsical, but I am saying it's doable. And we encourage people listeners to consider doing podcasts even on the same topic. There's not some zero-sum game. There's not like a finite amount of people who are going to be interested in this topic. And for everyone who starts a new podcast, we don't view it as them taking listeners away from us. They're just going to be listeners who probably listen to both shows. And so there's no selfishness involved. And you mentioned an audience. And one point that I think we have made with this show is that we're a little different. And I think that a podcast needs to be a little different. We're always making fun of bug out bags here and I shouldn't because they're vital and I've actually overdone it once again (laughs) on making fun of uh, bug out bags. But my suggestion, and I'm curious what you think, Andy, is don't do a podcast that everybody else has done. And when I keep saying podcasts, I need to open this up to YouTube because it is a giant medium. There are, honestly, I have not counted, but I am secure in saying there are probably 10,000 YouTube videos on bug out bags. If you're going to do a podcast and you're going to talk about bug out bags, you're probably not going to do so well. What do you think about all that? There are lots of slots and lots of ability to talk about anything. Everybody's got a different take on things. That's not the only topic. There are tons of topics that you could cover and covering it from your perspective, covering it from uh, uh, maybe uh, whatever your aspect is. Think about what is different. If everybody is zigging, think about zagging because that makes you stand out from the pack. As you mentioned earlier, bringing some humor into your show does help you stand out from everybody else. Also, you've got the expertise. You're both experts in your own right, having done the research to do your series of books, 10 for you, Glenn, three for you, Shelby, that's quite an undertaking. And you had to do a lot of study just to know what it is that works in a book and what's realistic and what isn't and to be respected as authors in your own right. But not everybody has that kind of expertise. Focus on something that you love, something that you know, something that you're willing to spend some time in and really investigate the corners of it. And I want to just amplify that and say yes, yes, as well as to what you said at the beginning, because when Glenn and I sat down and he said his famous phrase, how How hard hard can it be? be? We sat down and brainstormed (laughs) if we do prepping and we do prepping 2.0, meaning prepping at the next level, do we have enough topics? Do we have enough 
you know, because like what Glenn just said, if we just do a podcast on bug out bags, you can go clearly, you can <laughs> go quite far with that. But at some point you hit a finite end. Is prepping broad enough that we can keep it going? And I think we can. I, yes. I, we haven't hit the end yet, but that's a conversation you need to have with yourself that pick a topic that's broad enough that you can keep it going. And many times when we sit down and plan for an episode, it's how does this relate to prepping? Yes. How does this relate? How to does prepping? it relate to listeners? Yes. What will listeners take away? And that's something it seems obvious, but some people forget it. And that is the audience is king in all of this. The audience mm-hmm. has tons of choices when it comes to podcasts. I saw a thing. I'm not sure if this is true. I'm sure Andy will know off the top of his head. There are 3 million podcasts. Most of them last about three episodes because people realize how much work it is. And when they get 10 listeners, 10 downloads for an episode, it it takes the wind out of you. It, It doesn't feel like it's worth it at that point, right? Yes. But you, the listener, have an enormous number of choices. And so you, the podcaster, need to realize that, accept it, and think to yourself, what am I going to do that's different? What do you think about all that, Andy? And is my number of three million even remotely close? That's an older number. Oh, it's wow. closer to five to six million at this point. Oh, my goodness. So, and by the way, the Daily Bible was in the top 200 for over a year. So just to give that another that's plug. That's awesome. Insert um, clapping <laughs> sound effects right here. <laughs> and you probably will. <laughs> um, so you want to, when you're doing a podcast, scratch your own itch, make it something that you're interested in, because if you're not interested in it and you're just doing it because you think other people will be, that's going to show through. It's hollow. It's not real. So have something like that. But maybe the topic isn't that deep. It doesn't have to be. You can do a limited series and say, like you're doing your book series. It's only so many books. You can do just so many podcasts and plan out how many you're going to do and how deep you're going to go, what you're going to investigate. Not every show has to be open-ended and ad infinitum. You can do them in limited series. I want to just amplify that and jump in and say woohoo to that. There's a couple of true crime podcasts I've listened to out there that do exactly that. They do like a five-part series. So there's that. And, mm-hmm. and I think if you're going to do something like that, it is even that much more important that you have really good production because you want those five to really count. What would you say to that, Andy? much more important at that point. If you're going to do a limited series, that means that you should probably have them in the can before you even release them at all so that you spend some time to make sure it's a finely polished jewel that you're putting out there. And maybe that's not you that's doing it. You might need to hire somebody, uh, my hand is up, to um, do this work for you. Well, and of course, along with the planning of the episodes, would be a simple website. You need to have a website. That's what everybody looks for. And you need to have an RSS feed so that people can, when they go on Spotify, for example, or iTunes, and these are very simple things you can show people about. Let's just jump into the big topic. Yes, let's talk about that. How can you help people start a podcast? You, Andy, the producer. Thought you'd never ask. Yeah. (laughs) I'm putting together a website right now to help people with all these topics because I've only got so many hours in my day. I can't help everybody. But what I can do is build a website that teaches you the technical aspects of it, that teaches you maybe some coaching and and how to strategically think about your podcast and to think about, and let's uh, get honest about it, monetization, marketing, those sorts of things. These are difficult topics for people. There's a lot to cover. And so I want to make a website. I am, in, in fact, I will be launching a website on uh, the day that uh, this show comes out. Planning. Uh, Which will be Wednesday. Planning. That's what you're talking about. Planning. Tell folks what your website is. It's podcastaxis.com. That's podcastaxis.com. And on that website, it's not just me. I'll have a lot of free articles and things that you can read and learn all about the various aspects of it. And maybe that's enough for you. If you want more consultation, you can reach out to me for that. If you want full production, then I can do that for you as well. Or maybe my day is full 
it turns out I know a whole lot of people in this business who are really good, who I can refer to you. And maybe I'm not even in agreement with your particular topic. And there's some things that I just won't touch or that I won't do. I can refer those people to producers and coaches and like that that will cover those topics because after all i've worked in hollywood for decades so i understand uh, the industry and and the various people that are here i want to say as i'm listening to you I, i joke about this i've talked about this before on the show where my third book was delayed because glenn said those fateful words how hard can it be and i set aside the writing of my third book to do all the things to get the podcast up and going, to get the RSS feed. The RSS feed is what all of these vendors need to grab grab your podcast and put it on their service. That was huge. Dealing with all the the Spotify's, the Stitchers, that's no longer there. Dealing with all of them, getting all of their approvals, signing all of their agreements. I want people to know that had I known uh, Andy four years ago, Book three wouldn't have been delayed. (laughs) Well, and I think what she's saying is, where were you? Where was podcastaxis.com, you know, before we kind of had to invent our own wheel here? So don't invent the wheel, you know, learn from the expertise of others and the experience of others. Go to podcast axis and think of it this way. Instead of an axis of evil, it's an axis of goodness. Think about that. That's well, how you can all remember. The good things oh, I like that. To help you, like you were saying to us off air, Andy, all the good things that you need to know to put together your podcast are all gathered together on this one axis. It's a, it's a repository of all the good information. Another reason to oh, do. Well, thank you for saying that. Oh, yes, of course. Another reason to do a podcast that a lot of people don't think of is that your kids think you're cool. When you have a podcast, you're like automatically cool. And that's important. And and I can say in, in the limited circles, business circles in which I've mentioned the existence of this podcast, and of course we still use pen names and it's still secret. Um, I have found that when people find out that my wife and I have a podcast with over 2 million downloads, all of a sudden, I seem to get cooler. Oh, my gosh. Can I just tell this story? Sorry to jump in here. Please do. We had friends over, new friends, over yeah. last Saturday, last weekend. And they... Um, oh, the, this is great. This is so cool. The wife was just a peach, just a lovely lady. She's probably listening right now because of this. We would... Oh, yeah, we do this podcast. Here it is. And we gave her a koozie. We gave her, I think, a couple of goodies. And um, she kept coming back to that topic. So, tell me about this podcast what's it like what's it like i mean and so it was really cool and then honestly with me having a teenager that's about to be an adult yeah every now and then there's a fan something that happens or someone comes up oh you're shelby gallagher and there's a fan moment and he thinks that's the weirdest thing it's kind of fun but anyway back to you andy (laughs) enough about what it's like to have a podcast if you let me me interject on that that's important to to point out that if you're running a business if you're uh, whatever it is you your message is uh, much like writing a book gives you credibility doing a podcast also will give you credibility and and hopefully draw some attention to your particular business and bring you some uh, bring you some clients and to add to that and expand upon that don't forget terrestrial radio now terrestrial yes. radio is mm-hmm. a lot harder to get on than the internet because there are no barriers to getting on the internet and with terrestrial radio there are almost no independent stations left anymore. And so I won't get into the whole terrestrial radio thing, but you brought up something about business. And maybe instead of doing a podcast, although you could do a podcast, you could do a five minute blog piece, a verbal blog piece, an audio blog piece, and you could put it on radio. You could put it on your internet site. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with very short audio clips that Andy can produce for you. And it is a big deal. My my law firm has a website and I do a blog, a, a written blog, and I get a ton of reaction to that. And it's really good for business. And here's another cool thing, listeners. If you do this for your business, it is tax deductible. So don't forget about that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, my tax guy loves it whenever I come in and show him all the receipts. <laughs> yeah, keep your receipts. So- 
Um, we have several more minutes here. So Andy, tell us about, because, well, first of all, I did want to jump in here. I'm glad you said that, Glenn. We're not just a podcast. We are on radio. We yeah. are on terrestrial radio. So thank you to all the listeners who are going, wait a minute, am I listening to the radio or podcast? The answer is yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and yeah, that, that's a tough place to bust into because radio is changing so much, but, um, I wanted to jump in here and I just lost my train of thought. Oh gosh. If somebody were wanting to, we have several, like three more, four more minutes to go here. Like they're listening to this going, you know, I've thought about it. I thought, I've thought about it. Gosh, what should I do first? What are three like quick little things that someone can write down right now, Andy, that can kind of get them started? I would say number one is go to podcastaccess.com, certainly. But what would you add to that? Well, you can look over the list of various things there are to think about and do there uh, just to get yourself started. Talk to somebody who is a podcaster, find out uh, what they did to get started and how's it working for them. How, where were the uh, depression points? That is, what were the points where they felt uh, pressure to quit, to give up? And how do you press through that? What was the uh, impetus that kept you going on this thing? And the third thing, and it sounds self-serving, but I, I can do a consultation with you. It's not for free because I only want to talk with people that are actually serious about doing this. So that's going to be $75, but it will be an hour long consultation. We'll cover all the various parts and see if we're a fit first off and what it is that we can do to get you launched. I can't imagine a better use of $75 because most guns cost more than $75. That's why I'm able to make that statement, <laughs> but I can't imagine a better use of $75, especially if you've been thinking about a podcast. Here's another reason, if you've been thinking about a podcast, to go and explore this, especially with Andy. It's that whole regret thing. I've thought about this. What if I didn't write these books? I would have really regretted it. It's been great. I've touched a lot of people, made a lot of cool friends. I mean, Andy's and part of that. But anyway, I mean, the regret if you don't do it. And there's something about that dream that people have that when they don't do it, it really kind of messes them up. The worst thing that can happen is you explore it, you start a podcast and nobody listens to it. And then you say, oh, okay, well, I did it. I mean, I'm going to be having an event in my life coming up that I'll be announcing soon. That is something I've always wanted to do and that I couldn't, I couldn't really fully richly live my life without at least trying this. And so that is an important factor because there's so many forces on people here today to to just settle and to just do the minimum and to not reach and I don't mean to sound like a motivational speaker to not reach for the stars and this is such a simple thing especially 75 bucks and and you should really give it a whirl because you'll never know what would have happened unless you explore this and presumably start doing this so I highly recommend it well, and if I can add to that, I think back again to when we started, had we spent that, that, that 75 bucks when oh, we yeah. started would have been $75 well spent and probably shaved about two months off of my life of stress. And on that happy note, folks, we're going to take it into the after show and keep talking to Andy. But as we know from Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.